I'm Jack Pence, and this is Belmont Voices, your guide to the people and their stories in one small New York neighborhood. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 3 of Belmont Voices, which is a chance for me to share with you some of the conversations I have with folks on the streets of Belmont, one small neighborhood in the Bronx. Today, I'm delighted to interview Sammy Vigueras. Sammy and his parents run a small Mexican market uh, right on Arthur Avenue, which is kind of the center of Little Italy here in the Bronx. The conversation took place out in the field and more pointedly in a small coffee shop across from their market. It's very loud. The quality is super challenging, but you really get an experience of the Bronx, not only Sammy's voice, sometimes my voice, but the voices of a lot of other people as well. So enjoy. Well, tell me about where your family came from. My parents come from Puebla, Xucar de Matamoros, Puebla. My father is originally from Oaxaca. He was born in Xucar de Matamoros, but raised in Oaxaca. My grandparents are from Oaxaca, Oaxaca de Leon to be exact. And uh, they, then they moved to Xucar. They had my father there, and then they moved back. So my father was raised to like eight years old, and then moved back to Matamoros. My mom is from Isucana Matamoros. They met there. They got engaged and decided to come over. I believe my mom was pregnant from my older sister, Brenda. If I, well, according to their stories, uh, my mom was four months crossing the border. Yeah, she, they had to walk a lot. Where did they cross there? Texas? No, Arizona. Actually, my father came first, and then my mom came afterwards. Yeah. You know? So I when got, was that? This was 30, 29 years ago. Um, my, then um, my father was waiting for her already. You know, he came first to see, you know, get a little established. It's a place where she could, you know, they welcome her. Did he come here to the Bronx? Yes. Why the Bronx? He had family here. Okay. Yeah, that's usually. He had a bigger, a, older brother who was here already. That he encouraged him to come, you know, come by. I have a place, a room, while you get a job. He told me back then it was really easy to get a job, being undocumented, you know, with no papers. You know, it was really easy. And then now, and they didn't ask for really social stuff like that. They would like to pay cash, you know. So it was easier than nowadays. My mom came. They had my sister. My sister was born on, I'd say, on a Tuesday, right? My father got to call that my grandfather was really sick. My father had to leave. He had to leave the next day. Wow. Yeah. Had to leave the next day. My father's the youngest. Well, no, the second to last uh, son. Um, and he was basically, he passed away the next day, two days after my sister was born. Did your dad get down there? Huh? Did your dad get down there? He got, he, yeah, he yeah. got, he, he got, he, he went back. Um, um, he remembers, it's a really cool story, and I, I'm pretty proud of that. My grandfather, the last words was, who's going to take care of your mother? There are, I believe, six sons, six, seven sons. He's the second to last. The youngest is a, a female, and he tells me that nobody would buy. Everybody's just shut, and that he just took it. He was like, "I'll take care of my mom." Did she then come up here after? My my my, my grandma. Yeah. yeah, she had a visa. My father started working. Okay, so he had to come back. Of course, she had my mom and my sister here. 
if I'm not mistaken, he started working. Mind you, he was a teacher in Mexico. Your dad was. My dad was a teacher. It's oh, not like what he. Level? He was a. Uh, it was like a middle school, a middle school teacher. Yeah. But in Mexico, it's weird because you buy the position. Back in the days. Yeah, sure. I think you know what I'm talking about, maybe. <laughs> a certain amount of corruption. Yeah. yeah. You buy the position. So yeah. my father took advantage. I mean, a, 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 a country with so much corruption, you know, you got to get the best out of it, you know. And what had his parents done for? Were they teachers as well? No, they weren't teachers. Um, they have uh, crops. They used to grow crops. So they were farmers. Farmers, yeah. basically. Yeah. And my, my grandma, I believe, my grandma was... Uh, a housewife but my grandfather used to you know have he also had goats my older uncle was a teacher and he's the one that connected my father and got him into to be a teacher of course he had to take courses yeah he used to uh clean shoes he used to be a clown he used to work for a circus <laughs> been funny um, I, if you, I mean you know my father he's he has a good sense of humor he used to do many things. He used to tell me, you know, little. Uh, when I was young, he used to tell me. Uh, he used to um, ride bulls. You know, like like uh, fairs used to come and they used to like pay. Yeah, and they used to pay people. Yeah. He used to do that. He used to be good at it, and they started calling him. But long story short, he came over here. He started working as a fisherman, if I'm not mistaken, by New uh, Rochelle. Okay. He used to, that was one of his first jobs. After that, he became a cook in City Island. Uh, believe it or not, most of these City Island know my father. He worked like in eight, there's like 20 restaurants in City Island. He worked like in 10. Till this day, if he walks in there, they know him. In City Island. In City Island. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, we get a lot of complimentary stuff. <laughs> a lot of complimentary stuff. It's like, I told them, well, you do this in purpose so you won't pay, right? <laughs> but yeah, uh, my mom started working uh, cleaning houses. What did her parents do in Mexico? Her father left them when they were kids. My grandmother found my, uh, a new husband who basically raised me, okay? Yes, later on, my, my, um, my real grandfather came up, so back in their lives. But, you know, of course, you know, if, who raises you is the most who you, like, look for. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. to this day, I love him. My grandfather. You know, uh, everybody knows that he's not my real grandfather, but, but obviously, for me, it's big. Why? Because when they started this business, they started together. This your, store. Your my grandfather. Step -grandfather and your my step-grandfather and my parents started this business together. It all started with the idea of one of my aunts, my father's sides. And describe the place that you have right now. Like, uh, what's it, it's called Sammy's? Sammy's Grocery, Sammy's Grocery, Sammy's Grocery. Yeah. Grocery. And it's right on Arthur Avenue. Arthur Avenue between 81, 89 and Fordham. I, I remember, I remember them looking for um, locations. Well, most of them you needed so many um, qualifications that my parents didn't have, you know, so. But luckily they found that place. What was it before? It was a cafeteria. No, it was a wedding dress boutique, then it was a cafeteria. It was a bridal boutique and then you turned it into, right away, to a market? No, they, they, no, it was, um, there was a lot of work to do. Um, back in the days, there wasn't so much produce introduced or um, imported from Mexico. 
It was just like hot peppers, not like a lot. It was like really counted items. Uh, my mom still conserves a notebook of her first sales. The first day she sold a dollar. The second day she sold five dollars. That's great. Imagine uh, eight hours, five dollars. It's funny, right? Uh, she still has that notebook. Um, it's really funny when she sold. I think she still has it. Not too long ago, like six years ago, she sold us, and I, I was looking through it. it. It took like six months for them to sell like a hundred dollars. You have to invest. Yeah, you just have to. Put in the time. I was uh, three when they opened it. I remember waking up in that place. Really? Yes, I wasn't going to kindergarten. I didn't go to pre-K. I went straight to kindergarten. Uh, it was in um, mandatory back in the days. And are you the only child in No, I, I have my sister. Brenda, that's right. Brenda. Brenda used to be in second grade back then, so she they used to drop her off. Obviously, they used to carry me from the house. To the car, I used to sleep in the car, it'd bring me here, and I used to. Um, I remember it was like the far left corner, it's right there next to a heater. It was like winter, I would just wake up, they would just put some covers, wake up there, and then just, I used to wake up because my father was using a hammer, you know, trying to build uh, a fruit stand for so for the onions, stuff like that. Who are your customers, and have they changed over the years? My customers have been. The, my mom tells me I don't really remember this much but my customers have been the very first customers are from where we are from okay so back in the days uh, it, this is something really you know not cool but back in the days Mexican people were more closer than they're now you know just, they will help out each other yeah okay so you see them and you're like hey I know you you know yeah yeah you know like, oh but you you're from the same town that I am like cool 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 okay so now it's like, okay, we're going to buy somewhere else. We know these people. They're from the same time. Well, let's help them out. So that's how it started. To this day, we have, I would say, like 15 customers that started from day one with us. You know? This was when my sister was seven, right? By then, my father already had a residence, a green card. As soon as he came in, he uh, obtained a PIN number, and he started working, paying his taxes. And going through the process. Going through the process. Yeah. Okay, which really helped them. Um, they both had their residence. That allowed them to, you know, they could come back out the country. They decided to open up a shipping and handling company, which Mexican people who didn't have the opportunity to fly back to Mexico, they'll give us clothing and they will take them to their family. To, to You'd physically take it? Yeah, we'll physically take it. My parents will do it. Back in the days, we'll do it every two months. They, they say they would take like five luggages of uh, 70 pounds each just from the town that we was from yeah. I don't know if you know this fact this is a fact but uh, 85 around the 85 percent of immigrants that come from Mexico to the New York are from Puebla uh, I'm finding that out yeah because yeah, I'm mostly, used to them being from somewhere else nowadays yeah you see a lot of people from Oaxaca, Guerrero, Veracruz, really tiny Michoacan uh, in New Rochelle there's a lot from Michoacan um, but in New York, like it's 85, it's just Puebla. And so for your, your parents to start living in the Bronx, they're used to an urban setting. Yeah. Where it was a lot of uh, African American, a lot. Where we, we used to live, we live in Simpson Street, right, 163 in Westchester. There was a lot of uh, Puerto Ricans. Um, a lot of African Americans and uh, a few Mexicans, very few Mexicans. In the building that they went into, 
It was an abandoned building. Again, back in the days we were more together. They told me my grandparents used to have uh, used to live in 149. They called them, tell them, hey, there's like abandoned apartments here. Like nobody comes in here. What they did, they came up, uh, they got in the building, and they stayed there. They For stayed how long? there they, till this day. Is it, has it been regularized? No, it, yeah, no, it, it was totally finished. It was like they tell me that uh, the walls they have holes. You see the rat, the mice, rats pulling up the walls. You know, back in the days, uh, immigrants would just like just gather all in one house. Yeah. You know, like 20, 30 in one living room, like sure. five. You know, it, I mean, it's, it's really no Mexicans are really known for that having a really full house, but also being really. Uh, smart and with the business and uh, putting the money away and buying places when they can and moving forward. Correct. Well, hard now forward. that you say that, um, later on, after the city gave them the apartment, the city came to the building, said, okay, you guys take it over, don't worry, you guys could take it, you got to pay this, 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 this amount, it's yours, uh, you guys are going to be tenants. Uh, my mom bought it off somebody that already paid those things later on. Four years after the business opened, obviously business started getting better. I remember, like you said, my, my bed, the base was uh, milk cartons. Then they had, I remember it was a wood, I think like a six inch wood, and then the mattress. Right. It was a twin. I used to live there. We only had uh, one TV, which was in the living room, no, in the living room. One AC. I remember in the summers, just all four of us. My mom used to rent a room. Apart from having a business, she used to rent a room to a, uh, another immigrant couple, which is which later on, you know, they got better. They they were stable. They, they were stable. They didn't have to. They didn't need yeah. to. Yeah. Then they, you know, the, the, those people got an apartment also in the next banded building, which is, but they bought it. That it was already fixed. Other than, and I'm really thankful because I used to ask myself. I mean, my my parents have a business. Why do I have to? Have a, a milk carton as a base, you know, in my bed. But you know, now I think about it, it's like, you no, know, they they worked out with the money. They they did what they had to do. They were spending the money in the right things. Spending the, in the right things. Uh, I remember not having a cable till I was 12 or 11. I used to hear in school, oh, did you guys see this episode of this cartoon or this cartoon? And I was like, no, I I didn't see it. Why? Because I didn't have cable. Sure. You know, oh, I used to see like local channels, but these kids already had, you know, cable, they had uh, uh, cartoon channels, really cool cartoons that were famous back then. I wasn't able to watch them, but I was I was happy. Yeah, you're how old now? 28. I'm 25. 25. And did you move to uh, high school in this area as well? I well, I went to a local uh, elementary school, I went to a local school, community mm -hmm. school, CS 150. From there, I went to a local middle school also, which was across the street from my school, oh, a uh, block away from my house. And then uh, high school, I went to Lehman High School, which is in Westchester Square. School was really, back in the days, it, it wasn't considered bullying. Bullying came like later, like yes, like a lot of, uh, they used to make fun of uh, a lot of uh, Mexican kids. Were there a lot of uh, Mexican kids there? A few, I remember. In my class, there was just two of us. The kid, the kid, that his mom used to rent the room. That was the other kid. That was the other kid. <laughs>
Yeah, that was the other. So kid. you knew each other. But there was there was like I would say an average of eight of us if that used to live in the same building that went to that school. Most of them were uh, older than us by one year, but we used to see them. They used to make fun of us. Like, oh, you immigrant kid. This, this, and that. And they, they would be like more established families: uh, African Americans, Puerto Ricans, uh, white kids. No, it was it was more uh, Puerto Rican kids. A lot of Puerto Ricans, a few a few African Americans, Puerto Ricans, and those those kids were the ones that used to make fun of us. I mean, we didn't find it. I mean, it's okay. We just. Kept yeah. it going. Like we didn't pay a mind to it. Does it feel like there's a lot more Mexican families in the Bronx now yes. than there were 15 years Absolutely. ago? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Back in the days, it's like, hey, you used to say, hey, look, I think those those people are Mexicans. Yeah. You know, but that now you see them anywhere. Yeah. You know. And so, if we can go back for just a moment, your parents started taking things with them down to kind of deliver shipping and handling, and then when did they start? Of bringing more products back for their store. Okay, so um, like I said, it was it used to be every two months. Then it had to be one month. Then there was so much luggages that it would have to be weekly to take stuff down. To take stuff, but they weren't bringing stuff back yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Okay, um, because customs was sure. really strict in bringing in food, but the strategy I used to use it was basically. One, two, it was a, fam, a family business run by like 10 of us, including my, 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 my father, my mom, my grandfather, three of my brothers, my my mom's brothers, started. So what we used to do is uh, my father, my grandfather was the, you know, the owners. Mm -hmm. one, they used to spend one month in Mexico, one month here. All of them or one of them? No, one of them. One of them. Just to run the business over there. What, what was the business they were running in Mexico? Delivering. The delivery part of yeah, what the they delivery. Were yeah, oh, and then later on we started receiving the food. Yeah. So we'll it. deliver and pick up, so we can bring it. Yeah. And you started bringing products up here that you can't get up here, right? Correct. So which is all dairy, Mexican cheese, queso fresco, sour cream, bread, mole, things that were allowed. We used to yeah. work with customers. They gave us the list. One of the very first ones to do it here in New York. I will say we'll be the third company in New York City who used to do this. Specifically yeah. Well yeah, of shipping and bringing back. Yeah. Um, later on, uh, they came to an uh, interview. My father, they came in a newspaper. They, uh, they told her that he was like one of the third ones. He was actually the third Mexican deli in this neighborhood. Okay. This is this first guy who is four blocks away from our businesses. The, the very first deli grocery store. It's next to CVS. And um, but yeah, um, it was run by 11 of us. Later on, the business was so good, my uncles decided to open a new route. So all of us, mind you, all of us used to live in those two apartments, my apartment and my grandparents' apartment. They decided to move to Chicago. Okay. They opened routes from Chicago to Mexico. They left. Four of my uncles left. So basically here, it was just my mom, my dad, my grandparents, and my mom, mom's youngest brother. So I was raised by my grandmother and my step-grandfather. Here. Here. Right. Because I used to go to school back here. But my mom used to do that. Back, like I tell you, back in the days, it's like, damn, but how come, you know, I don't get to see my parents a lot? 
But I got, yeah, like, oh, but you were your grandparents. You're like, okay, I used, to, I mean, yeah, it was, but it wasn't the same. You know, I would like yeah. to be with my grandpa. I would be like three days without my grand, my father, my parents. And so, but I was raised by my grandmother, my grandfather also. And then, then when they came back, and now you get to see them. But now I know, you know, all these sacrifices that you gotta do. Yeah. All these sacrifices that my parents had to take, you know, for the, the well-being of us. It's pretty incredible. Yes. The uh, amount uh, amount of work and of jobs and initiative mm -hmm. and did the did the business work in Chicago as well yes yeah. we still have it um, it's uh, three towns in Chicago Streamwood um, and Michigan yeah then later on my, my, my mom's older sister also moved to Michigan so now we have um, then later on my mom's real father wanted to join the business so what they basically did was just Introduced them to the buildings, how everything worked. Then he opened it in LA, Los Angeles, California, East yeah. LA. Yeah. So we have uh, my uncles in Chicago. We have my grandfather in Los Angeles, my aunt in Michigan, and us in New York. Right. Business has slowed down because many people already ha have the chance to go to Mexico. They wait, they save all these things, they wait. Now their kids are, uh, you know, their kids were born here, they're US citizens. They take vacations and then they just give their give them the stuff. They let why pay. Sure. Yeah. You know. Again, they gotta save their money. Sure. But I would say my my, my, my parents took the good advantage of that opportunity, opportunity that they had. A certain amount they juiced it. Now when you were just describing your family, you know, there's all these uncles and aunts and grandparents and yeah. all of you involved in a big family business, that yeah. sort of thing. It makes me think of another family business that is often in New York. You know, when you think about the mafia trying to control businesses, do you? Is it hard to do work here? Is there is there another layer of corruption that you have to work through? Do no. You, okay, good. Because you know, you, one gets an idea or you know rumor about how things work in New York, and sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. No, no, no. We're good. You know, my my parents are Christian. So their, you know, their way of thinking is really different. But you don't yes. have to pay off people to do work here. No, great. No, they pay off nobody. Thank God, business done good, smooth. Since they they won, never have problems. Yeah, yeah like taxes and stuff like that. Regular but stuff. regular stuff, that's normal. Or like, oh, you must pay this payment, things like that. But apart from that, we have never had yeah. an issue. Um, we started having issues. Now, I would say two years. They have limited because back in the days we used to bring a lot of product, a product, because there was few of us. Sure. Okay. Now, but there was uh, you know not very much people here. But nowadays, a lot of people got into this business. Sure. And again, there's way more Mexicans now here in the U.S. So it's like they still send, you know, they still send stuff. They still we still receiving stuff. I will say that we just we, we come back Fridays and um I will say like about twenty of us come twenty business partners. So you will see the same people on the same yeah, flights. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And you still you don't take stuff down, but you bring product back still. Our business now, how we keeping it up is we bring merchandise, our own merchandise to sell in the store. Yeah. We stock up the store with Mexican products, Mexican candies, everything. There's many things that are, are um, labored here now. 
same products, but they made here now. Yeah. You know, but we still keep bringing the ones that are made in Mexico because they taste better. And people want them. And people want yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the main reason of, of why our business is so successful. Is because Because we bring the authentic stuff. Yeah. From Mexico. And you still sell well. We still sell well. We've been doing 25 years of business without selling tobacco. Without selling alcohol, that's the big thing. That's a big thing in, sure. in, the, in New York. So um, it's funny because we they see that we still open people who do the license for alcohol. They come and test us. Yeah, <laughs> often it's because they really they always they try to believe. catch us. They can't believe that we still in business without selling alcohol and tobacco. You must be selling it out the back. No, but no, yeah. no. We Christians, we don't believe in that. So interesting because there's a history of, as you know, small companies yeah. having to do these. They, no, they, there's, there's business that do that. Yeah. There's business. I, I work in a, a bimbo, and I've, I've, I, you know, bimbo you deliver to Mexican delis because bimbo is a Mexican bakery. Correct. That was uh, brought in from Mexico. Um, I used to work for them, and I used to order uh, Mexican delis. And um, they'll sell. Oh, I have, we have tequila. We have this on it. You know, yeah. on the low. But no, we never sell. Yeah. How's the neighborhood changed here for you guys? Like, are the people different? Are the rents different in about twenty-five years? Rent is different. Rent is a little expensive. The building that's that we're located on used to be families. I guess the owners started realizing that student it was a better business for them. Um, renting uh, apartments to foreign university students. So basically, they start giving leases to people. Because you're okay. two blocks from Fordham, three block from Fordham Road. Uh, two blocks, I would say three blocks yeah. from Fordham. That, uh, there's a building next to us, which was a parking lot. Then they built a building. Now there's like a, I think that belongs to Fordham University. Not really sure, but now there's a lot of students there. So basically, all these landowners in the neighborhood around Fordham University are basically no more business, a better business renting into Fordham University students. Rather than families. Rather than families. Yeah. So uh, believe it or not, I think maybe like six, ten years ago, there was more Mexican, more Hispanic families. Not just Mexicans, but more Hispanic families. But um, I have realized that uh, well, the New York government is trying to like make the Bronx better. Uh, their version of better. Yeah. No, it, it has helped. It has helped. Believe it or not, where I live, Prince Point, it used to be really, really, really bad. Prostitutions, drugs, all of this. Nowadays, you barely see that. Yeah. Do you barely have your own family? That. Yes, I still live there. No, but do you have your own family in Prince Point? Are you no. married with kids, that sort of thing? No, I'm married with two kids. Uh, but they, I got married in Mexico. I met my wife when my grandmother passed away. Oh, I see. And does she live in Mexico or here? No, she, we have two years of marriage. I request for her residence, but then Donald Trump got elected. I believe uh, there was a stoppage for visas. I believe there was. For a year. Uh, so my daughter has to, was born over there, but she's American. Uh, she's a baby born abroad. Cakes. Uh, my daughter, my wife is having her NBC appointment this March, so hopefully soon. But I already have my apartment. It's near Hunts Point. It's, it's, That's complicated. It's, it's, it's complicated. But your family is also back and forth all the time already. It's, yes. Yeah, so it's not as complicated. I, I, I went to culinary school. I'm, I'm, I'm a chef, but uh, I wanted to see my daughter. So, you know, not a lot of jobs will allow me to travel. Yeah. 
When did you go back here to start working here? I will say when I got married. I graduated high school. I went to work. I didn't go straight to, to, to the institute. I went straight to work. I used to work in Bimbo Bakeries in the mornings from five, from six in the morning to three. I would go home, shower, and go to a restaurant in uh, eat in the East Village. It was it was called Graffiti Restaurant uh, with a uh, uh, Iron Chef Jehangir Meta. I started off with, as a dishwasher. Um, he saw that I, uh, you know, he saw that I knew English. You know, then two days later, he moved me as a buzzer in another restaurant. I, I, after that, there was a situation between the, the staff, so there was some. There was a lot of drama. He did a, there was a cleanup, and I moved on to a server. Um, his food had a lot of descriptions, like you have to place the plate and describe absolutely every single item that was in the plate since he's a celebrity chef you know so i had to describe it uh really nice guy till this day i uh he he, he knows i'm on my situation till this day he calls me like, hey i need to i got this event i got this event i was uh i had the pleasure of going to um it was friends was it called monaco i got to meet the prince of monaco we did uh his his, his daughter's wedding he gave us a, a gold plate as a, a, you know, like a, as a gift. I really go, I still have it. Really good. I really like it. Then, um, as a server, I went. Then, um, his kitchen staff decided to, most of them had to move back to Mexico with their families. Um, that's when he was like, encouraged me to go to institute for a culinary institute. And I went. I did two years. What'd you think? The best thing I could have done. Yeah. Love this. Like I told you, my mom was uh, uh, before this business. Even when, with this business, my mom was still working as a uh, and uh, as, a, as a cook for a um, for a small business. Yeah, they used to do catering, catering. And my father just stayed here after he he quit the restaurants and he opened. He just dedicated his job. My father has dedicated his his time to this business for the best of us. But they they have that cooking in them. Sure. So you're used to that. So I I've always liked it. Yeah. And then as soon as I went to institute, I liked it. I I graduated. I started working for my chef. But then um, he had some issues, legal issues. So he had to close down some restaurants. Then the 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 then I got married. So then it was like he's gonna reopen them, and I'm pretty sure I'm still on his plans. And your life will get figured out. Yes. Yeah, yes. I also had a have a. Started working for Peninsula Hotel so, uh, as a cook because I did my internship there too, and then I started working there. I, I don't want, I don't want my daughter to feel the same, to have the same feeling I had when my parents used to fly off and come back. Sure, you know. So that's why it's like you know, I have to see my. Cause it's not a good feeling, you know. Even though it's, it's you know, I have I'm come here for, to work and stuff, you know, for the best of my family. But you know, you know, I still have to look out for my daughter, you know, yeah. and my wife. And would you like to? Uh, do you see yourself continuing to stay in the states, or because sometimes immigrant families are we're only here for a while and then we're gonna retire back to Mexico. Your parents are gonna stay. I would, well, I was born here. When I was younger, I would say I would never go to Mexico. I used to go when I was a kid. Then it was. It took me 
six years when I started when I finished middle school I went back when I was a senior no not even I had graduated and I never went back to Mexico because I didn't like it I didn't like it I was I, I, why would I go I don't like it you know but then I met my wife she started showing me how you know the real life you know not just you know how you really live in Mexico it's not that bad no it's not that bad it's not that bad it's, it's really nice I think when I get when I retire I'll move on to Mexico your parents will stay here when they retire I, 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 I asked them and I've told them I mean you guys are good like I really don't think I'm for that business you're not gonna die there no I've, I've, I'm, my my goal is to open my own restaurant um, that's one of my fa my father has always wanted to open his own restaurant he actually wants to give up this and open a restaurant and, and that's in plan right now he's trying to give up the, the flying because it's tiring sure and open our own restaurant that's our goal right now and then if, uh, I tell them you guys you guys planning on retiring in Mexico I don't think they say they, they won't they, don't, they won't get used to it again it's not the same the business has gone so well my parents had for many properties in Mexico so they buy property in Mexico not here they thought the same thing, like, oh, we're gonna retire there. But now they think about it, it's like, we don't want to, you know? They built a house, I would say, eight years ago. They built it from scratch in Mexico. Recently, it, there was an earthquake in Mexico. My wife and my daughter were in the house. When this big earthquake happened, it was a really big earthquake. The, ho the house got total damage. Your wife and daughter were fine. They were fine. My wife was just like, something told me just standing by a, a column of the house. Um, the house was worth uh, a million pesos. I'm not sure what's that in the US. This happened two years ago and uh, right now my father's in Mexico right now. Just giving the last touches because they already rebuilt it. So I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Well, there's that, a lot to be proud of. Yeah. You know, I'm really proud of that, my parents because, you know, after all they went through, right now they have they have the opportunity to to build a house and rebuild it because something happened you know and they're good also I'm happy for that you know like uh, I told my mom not too long ago we was uh, it was going to, uh, to buy some merchandise for the store and I told my mom like what's, what's your plan like my wife is about to get here she's about to get settled completely here what's gonna happen like you really need help like you've been working for a long time like I think you should like call it a day enjoy your money you know enjoy what you have worked for like you gave us the best thing that you could give your children which is education you know yeah and that's the best don't worry about us we're good my sister she's a nurse I'm a chef this, we have jobs available I have many doors open because you have shown me how to work um, all my all my life since I remember Saturdays was for me to work I would come here to the store fix up the candy price it up the sodas waters fill up the refrigerators I've been doing this since I'm Best of my knowledge. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So these it was just church things. A lot of kids, uh, all my friends, always make fun of me. Like, hey, you, they don't let you come out. They don't let you come out. It was not that they didn't let me come out. It was just like either I will be in the store or I will be in church. Yeah. What church is your family part of? 
Christian uh, uh, Christian Pentecostal Church. Okay. Uh, four blocks away from my house, LA. But back in the days, it was like six hours of of uh, of church. It was like, come on, <laughs> like I used to fall asleep, and then Mondays go back to school. But no, but every summer I would go to Mexico with my cousins. Yeah. My, my parents always used to take us out. Always had sh always had clothing, not name brand, no name brand. Whatever they they could afford. Um, later on, when you grow up, you start asking for things. I used to see my my friends in school with Nikes, Jordans, Nike sweatshirts. And I had pay less, even though my, my parents had money. They're but again, on that. but they always taught me like that's that don't make you. Yeah. A brand don't make you. So this day, I you know yes, I dress good because I have work for it. You know, thank God. But in Mexico, everybody loves my father because they know that he's a businessman and he still wears the same shoes. Same clothing, everybody. Uh, if you go to Mexico, everybody knows my father. Everybody knows my father. It's friendly. A lot of people have have told them, "Hey, go for 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 the run for president in your town." But he doesn't want to. Because of the things to do. He, yeah, he, he doesn't want to. Because you know, it's so much corruption there. Sure. If you try to do the good, they try to do bad to you. You know, but a lot of people love my father because. Okay, yeah, like, he started the business in that in that state like, in that little town, so he knows that he was one of the first ones to bring stuff. So a lot of people know him because that he grew up in that town. So you know, humble, humble is he work from the success of my family. I think that's the main the main reason why my parents have gone this far because they've always been humble and grateful for everything sure. they had. Thank you so much for taking the time. One last question for you. Belmont a good place to be. Belmont? Yeah. To this day? Yes. Yes. Uh, 15 years from now, I would say, I would think about it. Because? There was a lot of, um, they used to uh, rob people. 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Okay. Yeah, you see this now, not too long ago, I was told that uh, this guy wanted to uh, rape uh, 22 year old in the news, but I mean it's been a long time since we've heard something like that. Or know? junior, that kid being or junior killed. Got stabbed, you know. You, one thing I, I believe Phil regarding Junior's case is even though back the, back in the days it was it was a little more dangerous, but it was you know. But kids will always have something to do. I remember me going to. A, it was what was the program called? Yeah, they say like don't make it. Uh, PSAL, where it used to be like a, a, a summer campus for kids for free, and they used to take us to 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 trips, to the movies. Sure. You know, kids won't be in the street, and if they were in the street, they won't you know be playing around. They don't have those programs no more. But Belmont is is really calm. Nowadays you hear oh something happened. And you get to find out because it, it, it don't happen so often as before. Yeah. I think Belmont is on the right path. The Bronx is on the right path. Yeah, I lived all my life and I, I've seen a big difference back in the days 15 years ago. 15 years ago, it's like uh, you would hear gunshots every summer night. So, you know, I think the government has 
needs to sit down and really plan some some work for this this borough or New York City. Yeah, so we could avoid these things. Well, thank you for taking the time. No problem. I really appreciate it. It was nice to meet you in the coffee shop, even though there's lots of people coming and going. Uh, it's just part of the world.